Welcome to Gotham Bougie Podcast. Welcome to Gotham Bougie Podcast. It's a big deal today because it is episode 100. So it's a big deal. We are actually on Facebook Live right now as well. Hi guys. So um, it will be up if you guys want to see what we're doing. We are working on getting all these episodes loaded up to our YouTube eventually because we have some funny uh, shit to show you off from this weekend because I am in New Orleans with Belle. And, um, good time. oh my God, we have laughed so fucking much. Like, yeah, we definitely needed it. So we were doing our photo shoot <laughs> and I had, you know, I was gothed out. So I had on a black veil and Mel was all bougied out and we had like the whole setup, like a tea party. And I'm trying to look at the live and our, we're recording here, but, um, <clears throat> these people walked by and they were looking and Mel was just like, Hey, and I looked up and I said, I said, yes. And they were just like, oh, congratulations. <laughs> it looks so cute. So in case you guys didn't know, Mel and I are engaged now. And <laughs> apparently we just had an engagement photo shoot. Gosh. Please don't believe that. <laughs> she needs to find her a good person. I do need to find a really good man. Okay. Um, so we had, with that happened, and then we went to Devil's Carnival last night. Um, we did a lot of stuff. So back to start, our photo start shoot. To the first. Start. Go back to the beginning. Oh gosh. Back to the photo shoot because we did already talk about that. We do have video that we're going to put up for you guys because, especially our patrons, because it's some funny shit. We recorded the whole. I have something in my eye. I know. I'm looking at myself. We have um, the shit we recorded. We recorded the pretty much the whole time that we were um, until Bell's phone died, and then we saved it. But the whole time we were recording, we videoed us like the background, <laughs> yeah. um, like behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. And um, it's pretty funny. Um, we because think we're funny. You see how goofy we are. I think we're funny. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty funny. Can be pretty funny. We're pretty we're, funny. We're funny bitches. Um, so that happened <laughs> when I first got here on Wednesday. I've been here since Wednesday. I leave tomorrow, uh, Monday. So on Wednesday, we, what do we do? It's such a blur. We drank so much fucking alcohol. <laughs> Oh, I don't really remember. What did we do? Well, we went to the 1850 house one day. Yes, and I had some weird shit happen on my phone there. Yes, and it's paranormal episodes this yes. week, guys. So we're in the right place mm -hmm. for this. And again, we're in May Bailey's, which used to be a brothel, which is fucking haunted as hell. And I covered May Bailey's and the Dauphine Orleans Hotel. Yes. On a previous episode. So, um, yeah, go back and check that one out if you have not yet. Uh, Maybe Elaine sits on the corner of Dolphina Conti. You can actually open the window right here and you can see that we are really in the corner of New Orleans. I will do that for you guys, just so you can see. Yes. Do it. Do it, Belle. Do it. Come on, baby, you can do it. Can you see? Can you see? Can you see? No, let me open this side. <laughs> that is the corner of- It's getting of dark now, so. Dolphine and Conti. <laughs> A lot of people on the street today. It's, um, a little cooler in New Orleans than we had anticipated. Like 50 degrees? Um, no, last night it was 40. <laughs> it was freezing. My whole fucking body hurt. Yeah, it was cold. It hurt so bad. Mm -hmm. Like I had enough to drink, so I wasn't really noticing. I couldn't drink because the drinks were fucking cold. <laughs> and I got a hotty toddy. I'm like, I feel like I'm drinking fucking medicine. And I, I was can't. like, drink it. Drink it. <laughs> It's so cold, like I couldn't even feel my legs. Oh my um, god. What else did we do? 
And we went to the house of 1850, and we did pick up some weird, spooky mm -hmm. stuff there. And then we were sitting in the courtyard, and I heard the guy, the security guard, say something, but they said... Because you said... He said, I'm locking up, and you said, we're doing an, a ghost hunt. A ghost I said, you're ruining all fun. Yeah, he said, we're, and you said, we're doing a ghost investigation, and you were walking out the door, but he said, oh, well, they're not in the courtyard, they're inside the building. Mm. So, um, we got some weird things happening on the cameras I was yes. videoing. The camera went all weird, and we can post mm -hmm. that and show you guys. Um, there's not much history of haunting at the 1850 house that we could find. I couldn't find anything, and I looked and looked yesterday. Yeah, but uh, apparently the people who work there have had things happen. And it's such an old, old house. I would think that there may be some type of energy there. It doesn't necessarily have to be somebody died there or some tragic history. I mean... I definitely felt felt like there was something there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if you had that feeling. Yes. You definitely get that more than I yes. do, but I definitely yes. felt like something was there. Yes. Um, I don't know what it was, but there was definitely oh. something. We also went there. to the Museum of Death. Yes. Oh, my God, y'all. If you mm -hmm. come to New Orleans, it was like $5 to get in. No, it was $15. 15. It is a I don't know. It was a very expensive. Yeah. Maybe $5 mm -hmm. was $18.50. Yes. Yes. It was $15. It is mm -hmm. so fucking worth it because if you like the crazy, spooky shit that we like and you're out there and you like the morbid shit and the weird shit like we like, mm -hmm. and if you've come this far on this shit show at episode 100, you know <laughs> we're some weird-ass people. Um, it was crazy, the stuff that we came across. Mm -hmm. Like, they have original letters written from the serial killers to, mm -hmm. like, people that are in love with them. In original letters mm -hmm. from the serial killer to certain people. They have um, Eileen Warnos's bra and panties. Yes. That was cool. But it's just, yeah. it's insane. And some of the pictures they have, and like, again, I'm very morbid, so they had pictures of, like, um, the, some of the serial killers, who it was after they died. They had a picture of them, like, on the electric chair. Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh my gosh, I who it was. I missed that. Um, and they have lots of like more uh, mortuary school type stuff and like the old stuff the morticians would use that embalming fluid would drain out from like the 1920s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that was really cool. And it was crazy because people would like, they would like um, advertise on this wood yeah, bench. Like and you're like, really? Because that's what you're going to look at when someone's got their bodily fluids The holes fluid that were used for the bodily fluids to drain is what they used to punch out like their company name. That was really, really crazy. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised because, I mean, you know. We walked the French market. Um, we've seen a lot of second lines, which Mel called <laughs> line dances. I'm from Texas. Come on now. And she said, oh, look Come on now. It's another line dance. No, uh. second lines. A lot of second lines. We have a lot come down our street here. Um, there's a really beautiful one there in Jackson Square. Yes. Um, what else have we done? Um, I saw Chewbacca. Yes. Um, we ate, we've eaten so much food. We ate at Vampire Cafe. We went to Oh, we went to Potions. It was a private club um, mm -hmm. in Bill Gibson because she knows the special password. We are members. She's yes. members there. Robert and I are members. And I will tell you that it's a fun place to go. The ambiance mm -hmm. there is fucking amazing. Um, Vampire Cafe is good, good Yes. Food too. Oh my gosh, I got a burger. It was very good. Mm -hmm. um, they were good. They were really good. Um, we had some issues with the service. But yeah, we've had that a couple of times, but for the most part, everything's been pretty well, mm -hmm. pretty good. Um, Got we lots went, of photos. We went shopping, we went to Roadkill, and we met Anna, who works there, mm -hmm. and she's going to be, hopefully she's listening to us. Mm -hmm. um, we've promoted the podcast a lot. A lot. We've been here, because that's the purpose of me coming. Um, what else have we done? 
It sounds like, you know, we have nothing to talk about. That We did so much it's stuff, guys. It's just been a blur of all go, the things go that look we've at, done. Go look at our TikToks and you'll see. Mel, Mel heard some sounds in my house, just like oh. we've been telling you guys. That this is, I'm not making it up. She heard it too. I'm sleeping in the living room on the couch, mm -hmm. which is very comfortable. It's this leather couch. And just now here in May Bailey's, we heard like a knocking on the fucking yeah. wall. Yeah. It was weird. We just so. both look at each other like, uh. Yeah. Um, but I heard it sound like furniture being moved. Nobody's moving furniture. Mm -hmm. It woke me up out of my. Sleep. Our neighbors upstairs weren't there, so. At like 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like, I jolted up and I was like. Looking around like, what is going on? I thought maybe Isabel was up. Nope. Or something. But it wasn't. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is not okay. Um, we did, I heard that. I heard some, oh, I told you the other day I was hearing stuff too. Mm -hmm. Like, weird stuff. This is really good. I told oh my you. Oh, God. It's the first one to have. Yeah, I haven't had oh, one. I told you. Oh, my God. At our photo shoot yesterday, guys, we had, you'll get to see the pictures. We'll, oh, my I'll post them. We did it up. <laughs> That we had a butcher knife and um, a butcher knife sh stabbed into a cake, yes, a real cake. So yes. all of our, we went and stopped at the store. It was funny because we went to Rouse's, which is like a supermarket here. Um, and Mel is all bougied out, and I'm seriously gothed out. And people are looking at us like, okay. And the the guy in the check stand was like, is it still Halloween? <laughs> and no, this is just every day. I said, this is how we dress. Halloween's every day for us. Every day. Yeah. So, um, but we just have had a really, we had a really really mm -hmm. good time we've done nothing but laugh and laugh and laugh um hi guys that are joining us we are at may bailey's live and i'll say that a couple times any of you are listening as well you don't hear that but sorry yeah if you're listening we to this show after we've aired it you're going to hear the same things but we're saying these things for the benefit of the people who are listening to us live um and it's a big episode because mm -hmm. episode 100 and it's yeah. paranormal week and i'm going to tell us so the person story. who just joined i can't see the name that far away but Yamil. Yamili? Yes. Yeah. We are recording live in New Orleans from May Bailey's. It is a bar on Dauphine that once was a legalized brothel in New Orleans um, in Storyville. And um, it's it's haunted. We've covered it before on the show. So go back and listen to that episode. We have covered it. And it was my first time to come here the other night. And we go and she's like, remember the bathrooms are haunted. You get locked in a stall, and I'm like, oh she fuck, I don't want to go by myself. I went by myself the night before. Oh my gosh! But I was scared to death. And then, so then Mel's in there, and I go on to the other side of the door, and I, it's, it's like a door door <laughs> that you open and close, like a closet door. And I, I, I'm like, this is gonna be hilarious. So I'm pressing against the door. So and she's like, Belle, I can't get out. Are you doing that? <laughs> no, it's not me. <laughs> but it was so funny. Oh my God! Y'all just don't even know how much fun you're gonna see. Good times, good times. I told her we should have our own show on improv comedy because mm -hmm. we made Robert laugh so damn much mm -hmm. this weekend. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness! Um, did you say yet that we went to the Devil's Carnival last night? I started it and I didn't finish. Yeah, so the, we went to a, an event called the Devil's Carnival um, in a bar outside the quarter. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen more outside the quarter than in the French Quarter, especially along the lines of the stuff that we like. More for locals. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, but there was flogging, there was naked people, there was cotton candy. cotton candy, and can't go wrong with any of those things except the fact that it was 49 fucking degrees. It was 45, 44 by the time we got time for us to leave. No bite? I can't eat more of that. I've already had one. Mm. Um, yeah, it was so fucking cold, but we actually, amazing burlesque dancers. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I did not get her name. Mm -hmm. And we had, um, yeah, we had a drag queen 
I was there. It was pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. um, it was so fun. We stopped at a store today called Dark Matter. Yes. Which sells morbid curiosities. Yes. And that was really fun. They had a lot of really, really cool Import. stuff. Import. Listen, guys, we are... You're going to hear all kinds of New Orleans stuff I don't know stuff if you guys going can hear what's going on back there, but it's... Somebody fighting on the corner. <laughs> Welcome to New Orleans. It's about to go down. Um, we saw that the first night we were here. I was like, oh, they're fighting. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little upset. Um, her name was Forrest that works at the Curiosity Shop. She's definitely listening right. to us well. So, mm -hmm. welcome. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Yes. What else do you have to talk about? Um, I don't know. We've just done, I'm sure we're going to go home after this. We record and be like, fuck, we meant to talk about that. We were Why out we so, about that? Why we were we out, we were out so late last night too. We were going to go to murals. Oh, we went to Quarter Two Sisters. Yes. Quarter Two Sisters is an iconic restaurant here in New Orleans. Um, it's famous for their beautiful courtyard. It's one of the largest courtyards in the French Quarter. Um, it's rumored that Marie Laveau did some of her voodoo rituals there. Um, rumored that Jean Lafitte the Pirate also was there. So, and there's a well there that was the original well. Yes. It's called the Devil's Wishing Well. And the, the story goes that Marie Laveau cursed the well um, don't know how accurate or how true all that is, but it was a beautiful courtyard. It's lovely at night. There's, you know, jazz music and it's light lit, lit up and, um, I don't know if it's haunted. Like haunted one. We'd have to do some research on that to see if there's any stories of any hauntings there. I would. Yeah, yeah. we're definitely going to have to. Um, it's also famous for their, there's some gates. Yeah. Right when you first enter it called the charm gate. Yes. Do you remember the story of what it is? I don't. Um, the <coughs> Queen Isabella of Spain blessed the gates um, and say that anyone who touches them will be blessed with good charm. So if you go in, you touch the gates for good luck. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. We did try to go to the Herman Grimm house, which we've talked about. Um, it was the where the interior scenes for American Horror Story was Coven. filmed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, American Horror Story cover Coven. Sorry, but the interior scenes of what was supposed to be Madame LaLaurie's mansion because you can't really go into the LaLaurie mansion because it is privately owned. Um, but it was, they had already done their last tour and. Yeah, and they won't do, let you do walking tours. Yeah. After 1850, we could do a walking tour. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah. What else um, happened? I was Spider Man last night. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. It's on my TikTok. <laughs> Mel had me doing all kinds of crazy fucking TikToks. <laughs> God, Best fucking dancing to neon moon and shit. God, craziness. Yeah, it's if you fun. If you come to Song with this shit show, you know that this is my personality. And Bill's just like, what the fuck are we doing now? Here we go, Mel. Do whatever you want. Oh. So last night, I got a story to tell you. Yeah, listen. Last night, I was in my, uh, I was dressed in a corset, which I often wear, but I cannot bend over. Anyone who's worn corsets knows you cannot bend over when you're in a corset. So I, Mel's like right outside my door and I noticed I had just, my purse had fallen onto the floor. <laughs> and I can't bend over and I look at Mel and I'm like, Mel, she's like, yeah. I'm like, can you bend over? And I'm kind of pointing at my purse. I didn't realize I was pointing at that. You just looked, she just looked at me like, okay. And turned around and bent the fuck over. <laughs> like, I wish I had like something to, sh like some, like what, do you, what, what do you think I was going to do? Like shove something up your ass? I mean, I'm like, no. I just needed my purse picked up, but okay. Okay, you want to see right. my ass? Okay. Right. She just goes, 
Okay, and turn around and bend the fuck over. I thought the first time he had, I mean, I've shown you my ass this week because I fell on the stairs we and the, I fucking bruised. No, I got another story. I got another cheek. story. I got another story. I took Mel to the dungeon. <laughs> See? <laughs> Just wait. There's more. Just wait. If anyone has more. been to the dungeon in New Orleans, they are very big on the no videotaping, no photos. There's signs. They tell you before you go in. No, no. Wait, it's not just photos. No, <laughs> let, me, let me tell the story. So, um, we have gotten some photos and pictures in there. It's, it can happen. There's You can go on the internet and see them. Oh, absolutely. Um, but right when we go inside, the guy's like, no photos, no videotaping. It was a busy night. And and we get inside, and Mel's like, you can't take photos? You can't videotape? I said, no, you can't take photos. You can't um, videotape at the dungeon. It's just what it is. So she's like, okay. So then I go into the bathroom to... Oh, hey, Denzel. Hey, Denzel. Um, I go into the bathroom to, you know, go to the bathroom. And it's taking me a minute because I've got this fucking corset on. And I hear the bouncer guy go, <laughs> no pictures in the dungeon. And I'm in there laughing to myself thinking, oh my God, some stupid fucking tourist just got busted for taking photos in the dungeon. And I'm just like giggling to myself. And then I hear him go, delete it, delete it now or I'll delete you from the bar. And then I hear Mel's voice. <laughs> I did delete it. I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah. And then I get out of the bathroom like, motherfucker. Mel's like, Oh, he was mean. <laughs> clapping at her. I mean, he was like six foot four. He was tall. Then we go upstairs and he follows us upstairs. <laughs> and Mel's like, and then he clapped at other people too. No pictures. Don't take pictures. But it was really, really funny because Mel's like, I think when I leave, I'm going to ask him to take his picture <laughs> with me. Oh my God. It was but funny. But I took it. It's not like I was walk. I was in the bar area. I was like very private. It was a black wall. And so... Denzel says, nice to finally make it to you. I can't see that far. Good live video. Hi, Denzel. We are live. Wow, he nice said, it's nice got... to finally meet, meet you oh. and make it to a live video. Wow, that place you got there. Wow, so that this, place you got this, there. where we are right now, is May Bailey's. It's the a bar in New Orleans on Dauphine and Conti. It is, used to be the first legalized brothel in New Orleans. Um, and there's still the license hanging on the wall. So it's a really, really lovely um, ambiance. And I know the bartender pretty well. Her name is Jennifer because we are here. It's across the, I live across the street. Um, but we are here all the time. And we said well, we'd really love to record, you know, in one of the back areas. So she was fine with us. So there's bar stuff happening at that end of the building. hear music. So you hear, might hear some music. Yeah. You might hear some people, some drinks. Um, because the they're at the bar at that end, and we're down here at this end recording. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to see you here too. So before we get off Facebook Live, you guys that are listening, I'm sorry that the Facebook Live guys. As soon as we get the recording on our Zoom, I will take y'all and walk y'all around so y'all can see the inside of here. Yeah, okay. that would be cool. Yeah, so they could see the whole the whole thing. And plus, it'd be on video for someone if they wanted to. Um, Watch it later too. Yes, so it's episode one hundred. Episode one hundred. We're about to enter season three in know. just You're about fine. a month. Um, what is that? He said he's sorry to interrupt our story. Carry oh on. no, we're doing no. this for this. Is why we it's episode one hundred? So it's a big deal yeah. today. So yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, but back to back to you guys on Zoom and mm -hmm. um, our whatever platform you're listening to us on. Um, 
So this guy yelled at me and it was a black wall that was behind me. And I'm like, it's just a black wall. Rules are rules. I'm like, it's a black wall. And he's like, you need to delete it. I'm like, I did delete it, Snapchat. Delete it before I delete you. And it's like, okay, yes sir. <laughs> but he's like, I'm five guys. Like I'm so short, I'm five one. He's like, literally it was like six four. He was tall. It was funny. He was a tall motherfucker. And I'm like, Robert, at like Robert a little kid getting in trouble by the We laughed about track. it all night long because that was so fucking funny. Oh, yes, okay. it's fine. It's just another story to add to our stories of something that happened. So, so yes, um, before we, we're going to talk about the paranormal. Paranormal. Yes, but just a recap. We were at May Bailey's um, recording live on Facebook. But there's some people there. Uh, I'm drinking a jam sour, which is one of Jennifer's specials. She does these specials, special cocktails. Mel is drinking a, what's it called? Horchata something. Chata colada something. It's got rum chata yeah. and pina colada in uh -huh. it. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super so. good. So we're going to get into the story now. It's called The Legend of the Sultan's Palace. It is folklore, apparently. Um, yes. It's not, so it's folklore. Um, well, so Mel had told me she was going to cover this. Yeah, and I had told her I had looked into it, and there's no actual history of it that you can find. So it's more like been handed down as a story that they say happened here. There's no who knows. We'll see. We shall see. I think Denzel's going to be watching us now. It's not fine. All right. So the legend of the Sultan's Palace. It was the year 1836 when the structure of 716 Dauphine Street, which is just down the road from us, where we're sitting mm -hmm. right now. Because we're in the 400 block of Dauphine right now. Mm -hmm. So it's just two blocks up. So when it was built, Philadelphia-born Joseph Colin Gardette had arrived in New Orleans a few years earlier with the hope that he might achieve um, some success as a dentist in the Crescent City. Apparently, Gardette had made a print sticker. Yes, keep going. Apparently, Gardette had Don't made mind me. the right career move because within four years, his business had prospered exceedingly well. He commissioned the local architect, Frederick Roy, to design him a slightly, slightly, Jesus, stately home. <clears throat> the three and a half story mansion was a knockout and even had a raised half basement to boot. I'm sticking prints on my laptop. I'm Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't really post Within the, a few um, short years, however, Gardette way. sought to sell the beautiful home at the corner of Dauphine and Orleans Street. The winning bidder, one Jean, Jean Baptiste Laprite, a wealthy bank merchant and plantation owner, who purchased the property for an astounding, get this, guys, because I'm guarantee you it would go for millions now. $20,000 and 49 cents. Yeah, but this was... In 18 what? 1839. I mean, that was a lot of money in 1839. Lepre was incredibly wealthy, and by the 1850s, he had hired a builder to add the ornate wrought iron um, legs to the balcony. If you've been in New Orleans, almost all of them have this ornate um, metal awning or fencing that's around like, all the balconies. And did I tell you before that all of the building fronts in the French Quarter are protected. Like you cannot, it's it's called the Vucare Commission. You cannot change any of the building fronts from being the, his, the way they are historically huh. looked. So like there's some that are actually like parking garages back in there, but they cannot change the front the of front, it at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> Lepreet was a man of his day. 
During the New Orleans season, he and his family remained at 716 Dauphine, while during the other half of the year, the Lapreets decamped to their plantation in Plaquemines Parish. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Yeah, you're saying it just fine. <laughs> just it fine. It worked quite well for the family. This coming and going as they pleased. But then the Civil War erupted in the 1860s and the family's financial stability crumbled. No longer could they maintain the upkeep of the house. The economic downtown following the war was a burden that could not lift no matter how hard they all tried. Matters could not have gotten worse when John Baptiste, what are you doing? decided to lease their grand mansion in the French Quarter. He was soon approached by a man of Middle Eastern descent. He explained to Lepreet that his brother, who just happened to be a, a mighty sultan, was interested in retaining the property. Lepreet, so desperate, so keen for any sort of financial help, agreed readily. The contracts were signed, and John Baptiste, no doubt, sighed a breath of such great relief as the tension seeped from his body because he was able to sell his house and make some money off of it. Soon after, a ship arrived in the port of New Orleans, and then everyone disembarked. What, what did you just say? The what? New Orleans. Sorry. Thank you. She said the Orleans. Port of New Orleans. You do not say Orleans. My bad. It is Sorry. New Orleans. It is not Nolens. It is not New Orleans. It's not New, New Orleans. I'm making sure everyone knows. Okay, Orleans. go ahead. Keep going. New Orleans. Carry on. Thank you. Tea and crumpets. Crumpets and tea. It's a bloody spot of tea. It's a bloody spot of tea. First were the women, said to be dressed in their finery silks and satins and gloriously vibrant hairs. Next were the eunuchs, or so they say, men dressed in dark military clothing, each carrying a long bayonet. Then the brother of the sultan, and then the sultan himself. Lastly came all of the furniture. There were beds and vases, portraits and rugs, and so, so many fine pieces. The locals were amazed at the sight of all those riches. Because again, it was a very poor time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The procession continued down to Jackson Square. They were doing a line dance. <laughs> <laughs> Skirted around the Grand St. Louis Cathedral and trekked down to 16 Dauphine, the most majestic, majestic home around. What a sight it must have been. The elaborate party then climbed the steps, slipped inside of the old Garde Lapreet house, and that was that. Over the course of next, the next few months, well, 1716 Dauphine was a hub of activity. Each night, the neighbors heard the jingling of music turn on in the breeze. They heard the giggling of women in the deep, masculine chuckles of the men <coughs> and, inside this building. Mm -hmm, and they also heard the distinct sound of pleasure. The scent of opium, <laughs> wafting down from the open windows, was never far behind. And the New Orleanians. The New Orleanians. Yeah, that's fine. Get New Orleanians. Oh, well, yeah. they were rather put out with the invitations to the Sultan's lavish parties were never forthcoming, and they were invited. No matter, they must have thought as they passed by the home for the umpteenth time every night as darkness fell over the French Quarter. The locals were never allowed inside the Sultan's palace as it became nicknamed. Sherry Massey just joined. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Goods were placed on the doorstep if any were delivered and payment in the form of gold put in the place the very next morning. <coughs> then, one night, 
Some months later, a storm hit the city. This is you what don't every, say in New Orleans. In New Orleans, a storm <laughs> hit the city. Oh, <laughs> Everyone in the French Quarter buckled down, dimming their candles, closing their shutters, which if you look, if you've been here, every place has shutters. Mm -hmm. The wind whistled down the street. The lightning cracked overhead. By the next morning, the sky was a blissful blue as if the rain and thunder had never even passed through. One man happened to find himself strolling down the street enjoying the crisp air early in the morning when he stopped dead in his tracks for trickling down the front steps of the sultan's palace was blood it ran down like a river pulling in the divots of the uneven stone which is everywhere here right god don't we know <laughs> listen i walked in fucking heels on that shit right oh my god the unsuspecting man ran to the police station to let, tell them what had been seen when the police arrived on the scene, the blood ran thicker and deeper. They looked at one another, all secretly nervous beneath their uh, mysterious conversation, knowing this was a sultan's palace that was, you know, that sultans lived there. One officer pushed open the door and the collected intake of breath echoed loudly in the otherwise silent house. Corpses littered everywhere the, around the ground. Some had been flayed open, <gasps> while others were missing limbs as if someone sa some savage beast had sought devilish revenge. Oh my god. The metallic scent of exposed blood lingered in the air. It must have been a werewolf. <laughs> 300 year old like, werewolf. <laughs> you know what we're talking about? Go back a few episodes oh. and uh, you will see it. Or listen to it, I mean. So, <clears throat> let's see, I lost my way. Sorry, guys. The, the metallic scent yeah, of exposed go. blood lingered in the air. One officer turned and vomited. Another did so too. The sight, the smell. Oh, Lord, they whispered. Wait. Oh, Lord. Lord. They whispered? No, it would have been, oh, Lord. Or, oh, my God. Oh, my God, Becky. <laughs> so, who could have done such a thing? But the father, uh, but the father and through the house, they, the father, the further, the further and through the, the house, house, they went. The only side to greet them were the, uh, the bodies, like all flayed and just cut up and laying everywhere. In the courtyard, they found the worst crime of them all. The soil, it was wet and muddy from the heavy rain the night before. And sticking out of the ground was a single hand, fingers spread wide as it climbed, like it was crying for help. The Sultan himself had been buried alive. Oh. I thought I was going to say a kid. Because yeah. you know you like, you like talking about kid killers. Kid killers? So who had committed these tragic murders? We don't know. Who was stained by the blood of the dead? The answer was never truly discovered, although police imagined that... The blame lay at the feet of the brother of the sultan. So everybody was dead. Everybody was dead. Nobody was alive. <laughs> everybody was dead, flayed open, or chopped up into pieces. Swing, 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 swing. Chop, 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 chop. Murder. Swing. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sorry. The answer was never truly discovered, although police imagined that the blame lay at the feet of the brother of the sultan, because, you know, he would become sultan if his, the sultan was killed. Right, that's all His body was never found. Kill someone so and that his body, can... his body wasn't there. Yeah. It was never found. Hmm. Perhaps he had hired assassins to commit the murders. Perhaps greed in the inheritance was a motivating factor. We will never know. Hmm. 
So yes. So the story I just told you guys about is one version of many that are told about the Garde Le Prix House, Sultan's Palace. Oh, the, uh, on the key parts, uh, or most of the key parts always remain the same. Le Prix, um, with his financial woes, and the Sultan's harem moved in, and the Sultan moved in, all the night orgies and the vicious murder, which ends it all. The night orgies. But there, is there any historical truth to all this, this legend? Probably not, because it's hearsay. You know, Wait, is, so is something haunted? What's the paranormal? That we just don't know what happened? It's a legend. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Because when we talk about paranormal, it's not always ghosts and haunted. Right, right, right. It can be legends. It can be... And you don't know what killed everybody. No, we don't right. know what killed everybody. Could have been a ghost. Was it his brother? Was it a 300-year-old werewolf? Could have Was been it a demon. vampire? Could have been a demon. Was it a demon? Was it a vampire? Never know. Good story. Show more? Okay. I'm done. <laughs> Let me finish. Okay. Wait, there's more. <laughs> Almost time for a second drink. Ah, uh, yes. So, um, they just don't know what happened. There is no extent newspapers, newspaper accounts that our researchers can find that lend credence to the tale. In fact, the only mention of sultans in the New Orleans newspapers are about those still living in the Middle East. Hmm. So, John Baptiste Laprite continued living in the house until 1878. The only truth to the legend deals with Laprite's financial difficulties. The Civil War, um, the way it struck the family hard and, you know, caused everyone everywhere to have lots of, you know, financial Yeah, so, you know, I'm thinking, because, you know, I said that I'd try to find some information on this story, too. And it's not necessarily that it would have hit the news, because somebody rich moving into the French Quarter was not that unusual. Yes, then, it was not. Because it was for wealthy people. And a murder like that with no idea of what happened, they might have not even reported it. True. Because of being rich. It's true. Hmm. So in 1878, Citizens Bank foreclosed on the property. One historian even goes as far as to claim that the turn of events was ironic, as John Jean Baptiste, is John, but Jean Baptiste, yeah, yeah. had been one of the men to found the bank in the first place in his own parlor at 716 Dunphy. In Interesting. But by 1922, the legend of the mass massacre had struck, cemented fully. When Helen Pekin Schertz penned the tale in her book, The Legend of Louisiana, for better or worse, the fate of the Gardipa Prehouse was sealed. By the 1940s, the New Orleans Academy of Art had taken up residence, but was forced to close shortly after when too many of its students were drafted to World War II. Who? Sorry. Oh, I forgot. I'm not, <laughs> not used to recording a two things. People listening, sorry. Yeah, listening. sorry. You don't, you don't know, but she was covering the camera. <laughs> recording also video. Sorry, sorry. So a lot of the students went to World War II, so they wound up not being able to stay open in the Rome's Academy of Art. The once grand mansion then became home to the homeless and remained as, which a lot of New Orleans has, in the streets too, mm. remained as such until 1966 when it was purchased by Frank D'Amico in <clears throat> Anthony Vesich Jr. after a large-scale restoration. They converted the property into six independent apartments, and it exists today. Though under different ownership, just the same, but who exactly is haunting the Gardit Le Prix House, Sultan's Palace? So we're going to talk about the hauntings. <laughs> they want to see outside? Uh, so there's been reports of several hauntings over a century now from residents and visitors alike, and even past owners of the property, have experienced paranormal activity a night or two. 
So, um, in 1979, Frank D'Amico's wife had just climbed into bed for the night. She lived in the penthouse of the building on the upper floor. As she described the event, Mrs. D'Amico went, then witnessed a dark figure standing at the foot of her bed. Not today, Satan. It began to <laughs> Not approach today. her, gliding wait, over the- Wait, 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 before you go any further. Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. 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 Okay. <laughs> Jesus. We keep getting all these dumb, stupid-ass fucking TikToks stuck in our head. Okay, okay, carry on. I'm sorry. Um, so, she had a darkly fig dark figure standing over the, at the end of her bed. It scared the shit out of her, okay? So, it began to approach her gliding over the floor when she panicked, rightfully so, I would have been panicking too, and scrambled to turn on the lamp sitting on her bedside table. The lights flickered on, illuminating all of the hidden corners of her bedroom. But no one was there. The dark figure, which had um, sent chills racing down her spine, had vanished. When new owner Nina Nevins purchased the property, she thought very little about the gruesome murders because she thought it was a legend, which really nobody knows. You know, they say it's a legend, no one really knows. It allegedly occurred in the building. In fact, as she told one newscaster, the only strange, unexplainable phenomenon that she ever experienced at 716 Dauphine were that sometimes personal belongings tended to go missing. Keys, it seems, were a particular favorite for the spirits of the apartment building. Hmm. According to historians and paranormal enthusiasts like James Caskey, there seems to be two main ghosts that chaunt the Sultan's Palace, and it's unlikely that either one are a result of the 19th century murder. Hmm. The first ghost is that of, Confederate soldier, of a Confederate soldier who is still haunting the house in his military uniform. The second is the spirit of a woman who probably lived in the house at some point in time. <laughs> Didn't tell not that TikTok. That's it. <laughs> That's the one. What remains incredibly interesting in the ghostly Confederate soldier, no Civil War battles were fought in the local area of New Orleans. It may seem strange then that the so-called Sultan's Palace is haunted by one. The truth that must surprise you this, the truth may surprise you, but we'll have to save that particular tale for our um, for a different story because it, there's not a whole lot known about it. So. Hmm. We can't give all of the spoilers away here, but know that sometimes fact is weirder than the full. Story. Where did you get and where did you get the story so from? So I got this from. It's on my phone. Oh, I have to give you a shout out next time. Okay. We're recording we, on my phone on Facebook Live. We can so go can't. by there and take a photo because you know we have passed seven sixteen Dolphin seven sixteen. 716, right? Is the address? I'm asking you a question. Yes, 716 Dolphin Street. I'm reading it because I'm not, there's some other stuff that happened. Oh, I was saying that we have, we can go by there and take a picture of it and okay. post it if you want yeah. because I know we've passed it. And it must not be that grandiose of a building. No, us, no. So. so another man did move in and he did see his dog get kicked down the stairs <gasps> and they don't know what happened. Um, not the dog. Yes. And now the dog refuses to enter the living room unless brought inside by his owner. Aww. Yes. So, I mean, animals are known to have that. Um, again, it is a private residence now, so, yeah. Hmm. That's it. So we should go by there. Yeah. Totally. Not Take a far. picture. And see what's going on. See if we can get some um, activity. Oh, that was one thing that we were doing in the 1850 house. So, when we're in the 1850 house... We were using this app that we've used before and we told you guys about. What's it called? Ghost? Ghost Detector. Ghost Detector, I think is what it is. Or ghost Tools. Airplane mode. Mm -hmm. And it, like, it will tell you words. It works like a ghost box. And you can see the words that are being 
But it, it says it uses like all these different fields, EMF and a bunch of different fields and it will pop up words. Well, we were in the upstairs portion where the bedrooms are, the nursery, the little kids room and um, another bedroom. And my, I had not gotten much activity at all on the, the words. Mel was getting some, my husband Robert was getting some, but what came up on mine was camera. So I immediately swiped out of the ghost box thing and I opened my camera and I opened, there's a TikTok filter, which some people say is bullshit. Some people say, I think it's kind of interesting because like I've held it um, up to all kinds of things and it does not get register anything. It's called a reality ripple, but it only registers like this aura tracer type effect from something living, um, some type of life form. Like it does it on the dog. It does it on us. Yeah. Um, and I was holding it across paintings and all kinds of stuff. So I actually opened that and it was recording. And as I was going down the hall, hallway it the whole camera screen just mm -hmm. went with these colors and I called Mel and Robert over there's like, nothing there there's nothing there and I called them over I'm like look at this and I, I moved the, the camera back and forth just to to um, to show them and it moved from where we were and then we moved walked a little bit further down and I walked down the hallway and I turned around to see if it was still there and it was still there for that time and then it went away and then it was nothing and then I held it again over a painting and it registered the, the form of like it was something alive on the painting. Um, and that was actually the painting of the man and the woman who had lived in the yeah, 1815 it house. It's like, what? Um, and then to hear later from the guy that worked there, it's like, oh no, the ghosts are inside and not outside. Um, so to have that weird camera stuff happening, um, it makes me wonder, I, I would be interested, if you can't, since we can't find much stuff, much stuff on the internet about it, it's, I wonder if the workers would, like, be interviewed. Yeah, you have to talk to them. Like, I wonder if they would answer some questions. Like, I, I get not wanting to put your name or anything out there, especially because it's your workplace. Maybe I could, I could say, like, one of the workers there yeah. said this. Um, because he clearly, it didn't even phase him that we were on a ghost hunt. He was like, nope, they're inside. They're not out inside. in the courtyard. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because we got some activity on our camera. Um, so we'll post that also. I'll send it to Mel, and Mel will post <laughs> I don't I don't do that very well I'm trying to get better guys um, but it was really interesting to watch so I'll send it to Mel and Mel will post it up on our all of our um, social, social media. medias on the YouTubes no not the YouTubes whatever she does <laughs> the YouTube we have a YouTube channel guys we just we're working on it it's getting there it's taking us three years it's yeah. made well we have some of these live videos that that are on Facebook where we can try to figure out how to Get them off and the all these are recorded on zoom it yeah. records so we do have some content that we could put on youtube we just haven't yet um and you guys need to share us tell everyone about us We're and leave still... us a review on google we really need that guys. that's what we need yeah we really need to get some feedback like that some reviews because we have a listener base we have you know the char the charting is happening we just and we have patrons we just we need more patrons we always need more patrons um, but yeah, we need to get some reviews. You need to ring the bell. <gasps> fuck me! <laughs> Great, now you're gonna marry me, now you're gonna fuck you. <laughs> oh, man. What are uh, we gonna do? I'll, I'll do it with my mouth. Alright, guys, make sure you go to our Instagram, our Facebook, and our become a patron on Patreon. Patreon.com slash golf and bougie podcast. 
And anything else? Um, just if you're watching on Facebook Live, hang out for just one second because after we stop this recording, Mel's actually going to take the camera around and show you May Bailey's. It's yes. a gorgeous, gorgeous location. Mm -hmm. So um, that was the chair. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> um, no, but that's it. Are you ready? Yeah. Y'all come, come back, back now. You hear? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> recording stopped. That was the best one ever.